Now at five, Austin police show us what happened when an officer was shot. We walk through the newly released body camera footage step by step. And another very hot day with a high so far in Austin hitting 106 degrees. An update on the potential break in the heat next week coming up. And first tonight, we're following breaking news. A brush fire burning near Lockhart forced evacuations in that area. Residents were just allowed to return home moments ago. Now, leaders with Caldwell County Emergency Management say the fire is burning near SH-130, and that's near Cesar Chavez. Lanes of SH-130 are now open, but there are still some closures of some lanes on southbound 183. The Texas Forest Service says the fire is around 40 acres now and 15% contained. We do have a crew on the way. And of course, we'll provide you with the latest details as we gather those. And don't forget, KXAN is tracking all the wildfires in our viewing area. Digital data reporter Christopher Adams made an interactive map on our website for what you can see is active right now. So just search wildfire map on KXAN.com. This is their new home. Well, nervous excitement, tearful drop-offs, and meeting new roommates. All the things you would expect for UT move-in weekend. Thanks so much for joining us here at 5. I'm Daniel Marin. And I'm Jennifer Sanders. What's not expected when you're about to move in? The apartment you locked down months ago not being ready. Sam Stark explains how hundreds of students are now scrambling today to find a place to stay just days before school starts. Yeah, let me go ahead and put this down first. Ankit Davala moved into his new West Campus home Friday morning with the help of his mom. Now that the move is out of the way, he gets a moment to breathe. Definitely unwinding before school starts, you know, I guess getting school supplies, kind of like taking that last like weekend to chill and have fun before, you know, you gotta hit the books. On the other hand, students moving into the Rambler ATX, a new West Campus student apartment building, are gonna have to wait. This situation just sucks. Sloan Rigamonti, a UT senior, said she was prepped to move in Saturday morning. But late Thursday, and then they managed to tell us less than 24 hours before move-in that our move-ins delayed by minimum a week. That news made what is usually an exciting time particularly stressful. Basically, my night last night was where I went to bed at 3 a.m. because I was worried that I didn't know where I was going to live. We did some digging, and the city told us the Rambler failed an inspection with the Austin Fire Department Thursday. A spokesperson for the complex said it did pass all other inspections and that their common areas are complete. They also confirmed that students are being offered $200 per day and up to $500 for moving costs. Sloan says it's not enough. I guarantee you it won't cover it unless the hotel is just willing to give you a deal if you're there for a week. As for what's next, the Rambler says their final AFD inspection is scheduled for Monday. After that, the city will need to do a final inspection before students can move in. It's a huge headache, Sloan says, as she's trying to get ready to start her senior year. I wouldn't have been mad if I couldn't move into my place as long as I had enough time to plan a situation for all of my roommates that could have been maybe a little better. Sam Stark, KXAN News. And a reminder that in addition to UT Austin, these other local universities start on Monday. Texas State in San Marcos, Houston Tillotson in East Austin, and Southwestern University in Georgetown. Well, Texas State students are also moving in this weekend. And this year, a new program on campus is trying to get more students interested in a career in agriculture. It's because the U.S. Department of Agriculture says now it's facing a job shortage and a diversity problem in that industry. The USDA is paying Texas State $5 million 
the next five years to help change that. Texas State will use that money to recruit current students into the ag industry. Every year, Texas State will offer 55 students paid internships across the country with the USDA. And the hope is students will be more prepared once they graduate to start working with the federal agency or elsewhere in ag. Some are going to be going and working with uh, world-renowned scientists that are working on cancer research, that are working on um, our food, that are working on some kind of pharmaceutical for, you know, beef cattle production, that are, is working on, you know, soil restoration, sustainable agriculture practices. Um, so really, the, the door is wide open. And Texas State is also starting Bobcat Farm. It's a ranch in the hill country that will give students a chance to learn about the current issues facing our crop and cattle system today. Well, David, I remember when my family moved me into my dorm at yeah. UT back in the when day. When was that? Yeah, it was back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Um, I remember it was hot, but it was not this hot. Mm. Not this hot. Yeah, uh, boy, we haven't had a lot of days this hot in Texas, especially back to back to back. Today, actually a little bit more reasonable than yesterday, thank goodness. It was 110 yesterday in Austin, one of our hottest days ever. This afternoon, it's plenty warm, if you ask me. 105 in northwest Austin with a bit of a breeze and sunny skies on the Palms Car Wash Cam. We're actually down at a more reasonable 103 in Austin. It's 104 in San Marcos. Lots of triple digits out west and east of town. Again, you compare these to yesterday, and it's not as bad. Two to four degrees cooler, we'll call it, on your Friday evening. This is still enough, though, for another excessive heat warning through 9 p.m. tonight. An excessive heat warnings already being extended into the weekend with record heat possible both days. Coming up, I'll help you plan around the heat with your Saturday Sunday temperatures and have an update to our prospects of breaking this record long heat wave next week. All right, David, thank you very much. We have a new look into the officer-involved shooting that happened earlier this month in southeast Austin. Today, Austin police released the body cam footage of the officers who were fired upon. One of them was hit. Here's a closer look at what happened and a warning. Some may find some of the moments disturbing. I was calling to ask for a welfare check on my neighbor. Haven't seen him in about six, six eight months. Austin police say this video is from last Sunday night. Detectives Daniel Jackson and Christopher Van Buren are responding to a welfare check call at a home on Channel Island Drive. When no one answers, they get authorization to attempt entry and kick in the door. Inside, police say, is Dwayne Brzezowski armed with a gun. Austin police! What? Austin police! You in there? Wait, please. Oh, are you there? Yeah, oh, oh, God. Detective Jackson takes cover in an open garage as the suspect fires. At one point, hitting a neighbor's door and the police car. Police say Brzezowski then approaches Detective Jackson, still in the garage, and shoots him. Yeah, he's standing on his porch when he starts shooting. Shot. Both Jackson and Van Buren fire their weapons. Detective Jackson, who you just saw, is taken to the hospital where he is treated and released. And police say Brzezowski went back into the house and after an hours long SWAT standoff, he surrendered. It was also discovered that he had a gunshot wound. He remains in stable condition and faces two counts of aggravated assault on a public servant and two counts of deadly conduct.
Coming up with the growth, Central Texas continues to see other forms of growth are coming with it, like the roads, where phase three of the 183A expansion project stands. that breaking news out of Lockhart. Our Nabil Ramanda just made it there to the scene where a brush fire is going on dangerously close to homes. Nabil, what are you seeing and what can you tell us? Yeah, this fire about 40 acres, 15% contained at this time. It is pretty windy out here, so you can see these crews, they are going through right now to put out these hot spots. You can see some of those really smoky areas that continue to flare up here. Very dry out here, and this is the second time that we've been out here in the last week. We were at Lockhart actually last Friday for a fire. Uh, right now, the cause of this fire, we don't know what that is right now, but you can see these crews working very hard to get everything under control. I do want to point out there are some backups here. This is North Colorado Street just off 130. So if you are in the area, do be cautious and certainly watch out for anything you might see. Some of those hot spots could flare up. If you see something, say something, call those firefighters in to help put that out. We're reporting live here. We'll have more coming up at six. Nabil all right, Nabil, we'll see you at 6 o'clock. Ahead on NBC Nightly News after this newscast, a life-changing treatment restoring vision for some people. Uh, this new procedure is being done at Massachusetts Eye and Ear in collaboration with the Dana-Farber Institute. It's designed for people with eye injuries like burns. Now, in this pioneering process, doctors are taking stem cells from the healthy eye, growing them in a lab, and then putting them back into the damaged eye. Patients say early results are nothing short of miraculous. At what point did you realize it had worked? Um, not too far, not too long after the first surgery, I was able to see. And I remember I FaceTimed one of my friends and I was crying. And I was like, I can see my blue comforter. And it was the craziest thing. And coming up on NBC Nightly News, what else this procedure could one day treat? Well, both lakes falling more than an inch today with the extremely hot, dry weather evaporating a lot of that water. And of course, we're using it as well. Lake Travis falling at the rate of about a foot every week. The water temperature 89 degrees. We'll have your weekend forecast and an update on the prospects of some heat relief next week. Coming up. The Central Texas Regional Mobility Authority is extending the existing 10-mile 183A toll road more than five miles northward from Hero Way to north of SH-29. And with everything involved, this project will be more than six miles long. KXAN traffic anchor Erica Brennis walks us through how this will impact traffic and even animals. If you are a frequent driver on 183 North between Liberty Hill and Leander, you know how drastic that growth has been in recent years. And you can't miss the construction crews on 183 right now. The Central Texas Regional Mobility Authority is extending 183A between Leander and Liberty Hill. Lori Frederick spends a lot of time driving around Williamson County. We are a trap, neuter, return uh, cat rescue. When the feral lifeguards get a call about a cat in need, it usually ends up taking Lori on one of the highways in Leander, like 183A, which will soon take her up to Liberty Hill more quickly than before. We're excited about the toll road because we know that it's going to allow us to get to some of this, these requests, especially the urgent requests, faster. But at the same time, it's a double-edged sword because we know once a new road goes in, once a toll road goes in, the population follows that, and new subdivisions are going to start popping up along that toll road. The new subdivisions are already under construction. Projections have shown that by 2042, traffic's going to be nearly 200% greater than it is today. The school district is also rapidly growing, expecting more than 10,000 new students in the next decade. 
So all those people need to get a way to get around, and this project's one of those things that'll be able to help them. While CTRMA is planning around a booming Williamson County population, Lori and the feral lifeguards are doing what they can do to control how many cats are born in the wild. It makes sense as far as getting us quickly from one place to another, but the rescuer in me also worries about, you know, plowing a new road right through that habitat, uh, whether it's feral cats or other wildlife. We're all going to have to deal with that. We're all going to have to adjust people and animals. The 183A Phase 3 expansion from Leander to Liberty Hill broke ground in April 2021, and it's expected to be open for traffic in early 2025. In Leander, Erica Brennis, KXAN News. And going in depth, as we know, the 183A project is being completed in phases. Phase one opened up to the public in 2007, according to the Texas Highway Administration, Federal Highway Administration. Then phase two was completed in 2012, more than seven years ahead of schedule. And as Erica just said, the current phase, phase three, is expected to be finished in 2025. All right, a little cooler yeah. today. <laughs> this is a four degree that. drop compared yeah. to yesterday. But it's still 106 mm -hmm. in parts of the area, which is, you know, we'll take what we can get. This weekend, our plans look very similar to how they have been for the last several. It's 103 right now under sunny skies. Today, by the way, if you're keeping track, this was day number 34 of extraordinary temperatures, 105 or hotter. That's first place for any given year. It's been so hot this summer. As far as triple-digit days in general, we've had 58 of those. That's sixth place in terms of our ranking. By the way, 42 of those 58 have come in a row. Today was number 42, and we're not done yet. As we think about your weekend plans, we dip into the 70s briefly tonight, but tomorrow, another extraordinarily hot day. Very similar to today, 105 to 107. That would tie a record, by the way, in Austin on Sunday. I think we add another degree to those high temperatures. Some of us hitting 108, maybe even 109 more records in jeopardy. Let's get to the good stuff, though. The Atlantic is lighting up like a Christmas tree. We've got one, two, three tropical disturbances well beyond the Caribbean and not expected to impact Texas. These have varying probabilities of development, but again, are not heading this way. This guy, though, which we've been tracking for you all week, now has a higher 40% chance of tropical development. What does that mean? Well, instead of just a little area of thunderstorms, it becomes an official tropical depression or maybe even a tropical storm, unlikely to be a hurricane as it looks right now. Here comes the ragged disturbance moving through the Florida Straits. Some storms this weekend in Miami and the Keys. It emerges over the warm waters of the Gulf on Sunday night, and it slowly chugs westward, actually pretty quickly chugs westward, for about 24 to 36 hours. By Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon rather, this could be a tropical depression or even tropical storm approaching the middle or southern Texas coast. We don't think it's going to be a big powerful hurricane as of right now because the conditions won't be perfect for intensification. A little wind shear coming in from the north from this heat ridge, which is going to be centered over Oklahoma at that time. Speaking of the heat ridge, as I project this forward from Tuesday into Wednesday, notice how some of our model guidance has shifted the rain and cooler weather south of our area. This is what I've been afraid of, and it's still not a guarantee one way or another, but this high pressure to our north is going to be a strong influence. Whether it pulls back or pulls southward, that's going to dictate whether or not we get rain at all and whether or not we break this heat wave at all. It all depends on this little system and its fickle track. Over the next seven days, with that slight trend southward, at least for now in our models, the rain projections looking a little more pessimistic, many of us getting less than a quarter of an inch, but we're still hoping for some scattered showers next week. 
Tonight's forecast, a little lower humidity drops temperatures slightly, 76 with a light south wind. Tomorrow, record tying heat, a little breeze from the southeast, mostly sunny and 107 in town. After that record highs expected Sunday and Monday at 108, still a 30% chance of rain, but with that shift in the potential track, I'm no longer totally convinced that we break the triple digit stretch. If we don't, that's our only hope through the end of the month. Record highs are back by next Friday, hotter than normal weather expected in the 8 to 14 day outlook. That means if this tropical system doesn't pan out for us, we're going to hit 56 days in a row of triple digits. The old record was 27. Recovering from destruction, that's the goal in Hawaii right now. What locals are doing to rebuild their homeland. Here's what we're working on right now, a flight aboard an F-16 to see firsthand why Ukraine is so eager to add the fighter jets to its arsenal. Also, the remarkable results of a new procedure restoring eyesight after serious injuries tonight. After more than a week, recovery teams have still only covered around half of the burned out areas of Maui, and their focus now continues to be the historic town of Lahaina. The search is tough, but it's also revealing the strength and hope that remains on the island. NBC's Jay Gray has a story of determination in the area hardest hit by the blaze. In the middle of what's become an ocean of rubble and ash with waves of burned out cars and buildings, there is an island. This small patch of land, for the most part untouched by the flames, a neighborhood locals call Hawaiian Homes, a place under the state's Homestead Act, reserved for native Hawaiians. This is our land, this is our place. 